Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It's Brett, Derek, myself, Mike, and joining us um, is, I, I'm excited. Uh, I, I love watching the show Lucha Underground over on the L Ray Network. Uh, you guys probably heard me talk about it before. Uh, it's more than just a wrestling show. It's, I don't, I would, I would say it's probably more of what sports entertainment should be. And, and this is what should be done. We are joined by Martin Casal, aka Marty the Moth Martinez. How you doing tonight, Martin? I'm fantastical. How you doing? Good. So, Lucia Underground. Casals, you're a close, but it was Casals. I apologize. Casals. There we go. <laughs> yeah. um, talk. Let's talk a little bit about Lucha Underground uh, for those who are not aware of what the show is. Okay. Um, honestly, I think Lucha Underground isn't a wrestling show. It's a it's a TV show with wrestling in it. Um, I think that's what sets us apart from other places you consider wrestling promotions. Uh, so we can have things in the TV show like a time traveler or a beautiful woman as a literal incarnation of death. Um, we also saw some really sweet wrestling matches. Oh, so there's great a, wrestling you know, matches. Not bad matches, right? Every once in a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just like something with a little bit of magic. If you're interested at all in sci-fi, time travel, monsters, demons, ghouls, and anything um, crazy, then we're at the right place. <laughs> Uh, it's it's one of those if you ever thought you'd hear Robert Rodriguez and, and Mark Burnett get together to do a, a wrestling program what would it turn out like this is it <laughs> and then it opens with some sort of um, Mexican or Hispanic band up on the upper balcony just bringing in the you know, bringing in the show. It's amazing. I, I can't believe some of the new groups of like, you know, I kind of like them and I kind of like them. And, uh, I, I go out and, and hunt them down. Uh, some great stuff. So yeah, we got good, uh, a lot of good bands that go in there. Just kind of also promoting the, uh, the Latino culture. Yeah. They have Los Angeles, they have a lot of crazy subculture there. So it's awesome to have those bands come in. I agree. Some of them are great. Some of them, some of the music I'm not totally into. I, I will, I will agree there as well um, <laughs> I, I can't remember the the last group I actually pulled from um, Lucha Underground actually I have to take a look at my recently added um, oh I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who it is <laughs> no, um, I, I had it my way have you guys ever heard of a band called Kill Switch Engage yes I would love to see them on the show I think they'd be I would love to see them as a house band of Lucha yeah I, I, th I think low street jackets would be great as well. That'd be a good one as well. Um, but it definitely doesn't uh, help the Mexican culture very much putting on Kill Switch Engage. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yes, you got some very interesting bands at the beginning of Lucha Underground. Yeah. Uh, Dinta de Leon was a group that I got. Actually, no, wrong group. Where is it? Oh, well. Um, how did your character, Marty the Moth, come about onto the show? Um... Um, actually, they needed a character. They had me there since season one. 
Um, I had an injury at the beginning that couldn't really let me wrestle at first, so they had me there. They knew I could wrestle. They just had no idea what to do with me, and they were actually looking for a comedic relief character. Like you said, I came in and interrupted Sean's match for my intro, got whooped, and got sent out. It made people laugh, and that was kind of my my stick. That was kind of my purpose of my character. Um, and then people actually just kind of latched onto it a little bit, and then I made it a little bit dark and made it a little bit darker, but it started out as a comedy skit. Now it turned into serial killing and torturing and kidnapping. So, what a twist. <laughs> Go ahead, Brett. Yeah, watch me. watching uh, some of your uh, interviews and things like that definitely uh, goes into uh, some dark stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of research in serial killers and stuff to <laughs> kind of figure out what I can do with Mario the Moth, and so you could probably see some of that a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. The, the Going back to the, the group, uh, the last group that really I got turned on from the show was Voodoo Glow Skull. Voodoo Glow Skull. See, and there's so many bands that I come in, I don't even remember which one it's anymore. Um, so when when they brought you in, uh, you were involved in in UPW at the time at West uh, uh, UCW, yeah, UCW, I mean, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, fun place. I, this is where I uh, first stepped through the ring, um, into the ring, and uh, where I had my first match. And basically, this is where I was born and raised in the far of the wrestling world. Awesome. Now, tell us a little bit more about Marty the Moth. What what makes him tick? What What's making that tick go five different ways? <laughs> Especially going into season three, which which I'm absolutely loving. Oh, we got a fun one uh, this season. The rest of the season is going to be very fun for Marty the Moth. Um, Today, Lucha Underground is, I don't know when this is airing, but Lucha Underground is playing right now. Um, we just met announced a match for the end of this season, too. Um, explaining Mario the Moth. Well, when they first came to me with it, they said, hey, so you're Mario the Moth. I'm like, okay, that's weird, man. All right, we'll go with it. Um, you could have called me Plucky McCheese. I would try to make something work. Um, Mario the Moth, let's go with that. So then they said, you you have Aztec pride, kind of just like your tribe pride, and you're just not all there. I wrote this to kind of fit you. I'm, like, oh, I'm not sure what that means, but thank you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of what I had to work with. And uh, so not quite there. Uh, during rehearsal, Actually, uh, I I like to goof off. My my, sh- my pants are usually pulled up way too high for anyone's liking, but it makes people remember me. Um, but I like to goof off, and so during rehearsals before my first match, um, I actually walked up behind Melissa and was saying, I don't know, something stupid in her ear, and that's where Krista Joseph saw that and said, Hey, why don't you flap your arms like a moth behind her a little bit closer and make her uncomfortably close? And that kind of built me screwing with Melissa Santos for three seasons straight. Um, and from there, the fans hated me so much, it just kind of like, well, let's see how dark we can make this and see how dark we can make this character. And so I went from comedic relief to now I'm seeing how close I can get to Melissa. And uh, she's kind of like my, my, when I think of Mara the Moth, I think of Mara the Moth as a big kid. He thinks of his these, the mask of kill shot as a, um, or, or the dog tags of kill shot yeah. um, as like shiny objects. Ooh, squirrel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought of a whole backstory in my head that I haven't actually ever told anybody. Um, but I, I have not actually had an official backstory from Marty and Moth, but I'm sure it's going to be fun. But for me, um, I thought of my own. It's kind of my little safe where I kind of pull stuff and do stuff. So, now, I love who who in talent or in creative is the one who who gave you the character Marty and the Moth? Uh, head writer Chris Joseph is the one who approached me. I don't know right. if it was his, his brainchild or not, um, but it was him who told me who it was. So I'm just going to say Chris Joseph. Okay. <laughs> 
What was that, he, um, he dance? Didn't he dance? What was he called? I don't remember. Were they Big Jake Johnson or was it something like that? Right? He was in the WWE. Tell me, you guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, Mr. Joseph, no joke. The head writer of Lucha Underground. Oh. Is it Big John? Mm, he he like would randomly pop up and then like a G string and, and dance. Oh yes, yes, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. <laughs> That's actually a red rider. That's awesome. <laughs> no way. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he was the brainchild of it, but that's the man who gave me Mario the Moth. So I want you to go try. I can't remember the name. I really think, and I know that sounds bad, but I think that's what they really did call him. Um, but Mr. Johnson would pop out in G-string and flap around randomly during WWE interviews. Yeah. If you guys remember. I, I, I do remember that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know if you guys knew who Chris Joseph was, and that was a horrible way for you guys to remember him. <laughs> All right. Your story kind of reminds me of uh, George Animal Steel and uh, Miss Elizabeth from uh, back in the day. <laughs> when he was sitting on, on her and those had the fights with the Macho Man. Yeah, that, that, that's some fun. Those were some good matches back in the day. So hopefully I can let somebody have some good memories as much as we did when we watched those matches. Um, but next week, I don't know if you guys saw it, um, but like you said, the whole thing about Mario the Moth, um, he's been messing with Melissa Santos. That's his new play thing and always has been his love interest for three seasons. Yeah. Well, today on Lucha Underground, we announced... She's sick of it, and uh, I don't even remember how it all went down, but I believe she smacked me, and we're wrestling next week. Uh, Mar the Moth and Mariposa versus Phoenix and Melissa Santos of Lucha Underground. She is stepping in the ring, and that'll be fun for us. Wow. wow. Nice. I, I remember at some convention, you had asked her out on a date, and she said if you could beat <laughs> Brian Cage, she'd go out with you. Was that actually being written into storyline, or was that just something uh, for, for, the sh- for the convention? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, we already <laughs> done filming season three by the time uh, that convention came around and to be honest I crashed that <laughs> completely they had no idea I was actually going to be there so um, maybe we'll see something like that happen for season four because we all know uh, Melissa and Brian in real life now compared to Phoenix and her but uh, yeah we'll see what happens in season four maybe you will see that match and maybe I will finally get my prize uh, so, <laughs> so season two a lot of your focus was kill shot and sexy star with the kidnapping uh, what type of heat did you get on social media for um, for that? Um, actually, be surprised. I got more heat from messing with Melissa Santos every week than I do with uh, the torturing uh, and kidnapping sexy stuff. <laughs> um, I definitely didn't get some good responses. Um, well, <laughs> they're good for heat. I got some ones saying I got some death threats from Melissa Santos ones, but the sexy star ones are like, hey, you really shouldn't do that. You should let her go now. Something like something like that. Um, the Melissa Santos ones, are, I'm getting like, hey, if you touch her again, I'm coming to find your house and and uh, end you. Jeez. So those are the ones that I've been getting from mostly from that. But those are the funner ones. But again, those are on Melissa versus Sexy Star. Well, I I loved what they started doing with you uh, with the mid season premiere with you overwatching Phoenix and, and Melissa as they're walking in, and we start to see the relationship they have, and, and you're just getting so demented with them. Uh, I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, this is great. We haven't seen, I don't think we've really seen this type of character in a long time. Yeah, hopefully it's something that sticks out and resonates with people. Uh, the matches are crazy, but honestly, I like the storylines and the acting part of it just as much as I do the wrestling aspect. So as long as it's sticking out and resonating with some people, and hopefully some people get creeped out, and maybe somebody's liking it. I've had some tweets that say so. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, I, I, as long as it resonates with everybody. I'm just absolutely loving what you're doing with the character. Um, I I remember when I shortly after I started watching the show, and I was telling these guys about it that Corto you know, killed off someone from the uh, oh I can't remember that that trio, but he had one of the guys killed. I'm like, of course you're not going to see that on any other wrestling show. That oh we're actually going to kill off a character. Absolutely. Um, like I said, that's what. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and, and to me, that's what makes Lucha Underground what. But I think a lot of wrestling fans are wanting. Absolutely. I think, uh, like we said, being a TV show, not a wrestling company um, with a TV show. And I think that's what separates us, like I said in the beginning, is... uh and you're not in the WWE and these ROH, TNA, um, whatever they call themselves these these days. Um, it's a still a wrestling product. We're a TV show, so we can have this stuff like the Supernatural. We can have people kill each other. Um, and then why not? Let's bring them all back because no one really dies on TV. Um, and, but we could do that. And then we can have that creative uh, fun. We had a match with lizards versus rabbits the other day. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, you want to see just some interesting stuff, Lucha Underground has something for you're liking at least one week of the month. When they just introduced uh, the Rabbit Tribe this season, Brett, and the head of the Rabbit Tribe is uh, a guy by the name of Paul London. Uh, his brother, his brother is Jonathan London, head of Geekscape. Okay. Um, Ooh, I didn't. Yeah, you, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. And me and Paul hang out all the time. I love Paul. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan his brother and um they won the big matches that Paul's known for is was over in Ring of Honor. He took a he took a bad bad spot on the edge of the ring, and all of a sudden the crowd just starts chanting, "You killed Paul! You killed Paul!" So oh, he so he's the lead of the Rabbit Tribe, and they go very Alice in Wonderland psychedelic <laughs> with it, and and it's a it's it's a side of Paul. I've been a Paul London fan for a while. As well, it's a side I've never seen, and I'm loving. Um, I, I think that's that's just something that w- with this show, it's allowing you guys to really do stuff that you normally wouldn't do if it was a wrestling show. So being a TV show has really opened up the doors for you guys. And absolutely, and then and it's good for the other guys too if they want to start doing stuff in the acting realm because you can really see in the Chinagram that with those who are wrestlers and those who are our, our scenes are so different because they have that that TV cinema. I don't even can't even say that. I can never say that word. Cinematography. There we go. Um, that it's something you'd see at MGM Studios because they're the ones who produce this us. Um, but it's not a hey. I just happen to run across you in the locker. There's have just have to be a cameraman in the locker room during this exact moment in time. Um, that gives us so much more to work with. The supernatural stuff gives us so much more to work with. Just being a TV show gives us so much more fun to play, and I think it's catching on. Now you were involved in WWE is tough enough. We'll get to that a little later what was it like uh coming into the locker room and seeing uh some former castmates from you from your tough enough crew um it was awesome uh obviously when i come in first day of luch undergun i knew nobody um as far as meeting i'd like i've heard of a lot of the people but i never actually got to meet some people in person so it was good to see matt and ivalice there um friendly faces and so maybe feel a little bit more comfortable maybe have like all right this, this is gonna be fun i have matt here so worst goes worst me hanging out this is gonna be awesome and then it turned out to be an awesome show to play on so um worked out well for everybody it was definitely a welcome face to be seeing with this cast over on um 
Lucha Underground, who's been that one person that if you had to go starstruck with to, to be sharing in the locker room with, who, who's that one person? I got to say Rey Mysterio. Um, he was one, I, when I first went to as a little kid, he was the one I watched. I remember when I first started, um, and I, I hate saying it, but yes, I, I did do backyard wrestling back in the day, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what the heck was going on or what how wrestling was all about. But I wore, I had the Rey Mysterio gloves I had on. I had a, like a mask that I just kind of had with me. Um, then I'd have my friend wear the Rey Mysterio mask because he loved Rey Mysterio and I would just love to be able to punch Rey Mysterio just to just pretend I'm wrestling Rey Mysterio. So mm-hmm. I'd have to go with Mysterio. Yeah, he's great. Now, did he remember you from when he did his guest spot on Tough Enough or has enough uh, time changed? I don't remember. Was Ray on that season mm-hmm. of Tough Enough? Yes. I don't um, even remember. I know John was. Yeah. Um, and John, I don't think, remembered me. In fact, it was funny because John was the first guy that I was told to go to for my very, very first time ever in the WWE doing something. I wrestled a guy two days before I got Rob Conway from La Resistance from the WWE. Right. The WWE. Um, and uh, I'm like, hey, I don't know really. It's my first time. I'm going to be extra for the first time. I don't know what's going on. He's like, go talk to a friend. I think he goes by Johnny Blaze or something like that. Um, go talk to him. He'll show you the ropes. So actually, went to Johnny Blaze I think he was at that time because he's been Nitro Morrison Mundo Impact Johnny everything else in the world actually went to him and he kind of showed me okay do this don't do that don't it was like the ww etiquette of what to do in the locker room um and then it's funny so and then now i'm hanging over at his house and we're playing in his backyard with in his wrestling ring and so that's fun too so awesome. <laughs> you don't want to count ray we got that one too awesome. i don't remember ray i'm actually coming on tough enough yeah uh, trying to remember yeah it's been a long time since i watched yeah. it yeah uh, I, I was watching it because like, the season you were on i think was personally the, the best season and and i was just rewatching watching it leading into Hurricane Irma here in Florida while Brett and Derek were enjoying themselves with power <laughs> up north. Um, but it's it, it's just amazing watching the show going, wait, there's Havoc, there's Evil Lee. Okay, you guys just left and went to Lucha Underground and then see other former stars. Um, what, what's been one of your personal favorite matches that you've been in on Lucha Underground that has aired so far in the, I guess, uh, hundred episodes as of this week? The hundredth episodes as of this week, yes. Um, that's aired. I have a, one of my other favorite matches that's going to be in the season still coming up. I'm not going to say which one it is, but that one's coming because I don't want to get spoilers. Um, but those that have aired at Lucha Underground, I'd have to say there was a match that I had at the beginning of this season uh, with Guy Killer Killershot. It's a Weapons of Mass Destructions match. Yeah. Um, it was a big blow-off match to me give him, having some fun with him a little bit, a few uh, matches before, um, and playing with his dog tags. Uh, but that was a fun match for me. We got to have a lot of tools at our disposal and some violence, and Quinto loves violence, and so does the Believers, apparently. Yeah, you're... Uh... Definitely opened up a bit in that match. Seven staples in my head later. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted a super good, but they, they just kept trying to send me to the hospital. They love paying bills, I guess. <laughs> Well, it is Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> um, but that was to me. That was a master structure match. Stuck out to me as uh, one of my favorites so far. Now, outside of your own match, what's been one of your favorite matches that that you've gotten to that you have enjoyed watching days that you're you're there filming? Two matches. Um, the all night long match with Mundo and Puma. I think that was the very first one. Yeah. Um, I love the little cat and mouse games they were playing with each other. Mundo just being a great heel and just being on top and running away and making it 
still look interesting without just watching somebody run away from somebody else for an hour. Um, and then Puma and Rey Mysterio. I think that was another great one, just technique-wise, and just how did you do that? Um, a lot of WTF moments in the locker room in the back. So I think those two are two of my favorites that I was involved in. Okay. Yeah, I would I would say there's there's been a lot of amazing matches, like going through uh, Cuarto's office, the leap off the the one um, platform all the way across into the ring. Uh, I can't remember who did that. Well, that's been done a couple times. Um, yeah, the first one was on Helico from Cueto's office. Yeah. It, it's, it's been amazing. And then to see Vampiro back in the ring, especially knowing his history that he really can't do much against uh, Pentagon, it, it's been absolutely amazing as well. Yeah, I think there's been some memorable matches. I'm regular, I'm sorry, excuse me. Memorable matches. Um, I think there's definitely been some fun storylines that are going there. Um, I just really like what we got going on. It sounds like people are liking it the same way. Um, so um, I'm excited. I'm going to be excited when season four starts up here. Uh, we're going to have a lot to play with and Killswitch engages on my own shirt. So like I said, I was working with Killswitch to try and get them to season four. So I really am trying to make that happen. I would love to make that happen. So I just love what's going on right now and I hope season four starts soon. So so season four is confirmed or still up in the air? Uh, it's still, it's going to happen. Um, Excellent. It, I, it's going to happen it's just a matter of when and who's going to do it so I know it's going to happen um, I've been told a million and a half stories uh, but all of them could pretty much say it's just a matter of time so awesome. great news it's just how it's going how it's all going to play out and who's going to fit the bills with the mud people on top awesome looking at uh, some of the comments on uh, some of the YouTube videos on and I saw somebody asking for a video game for Lucha Underground. I was wondering how you would feel about that. I would absolutely be in heaven with that right now. Um, I am currently actually, before this podcast started, pl- I was playing WWE 2K17. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm a huge gamer. I love video games. So I would love a Lucha Underground video game. I, I, Unfortunately, I don't think that's coming for a very long time. Yeah. I, I think Marty the Moth needs to be the first cover of the Lucha Underground game. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't have the same Madden jinx. Is that what All you're right. saying? The yeah. Madden jinx. Now I'm going to walk in there, break my leg, and fall down the steps or something. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, not so wish- you, uh... I'm not wishing the jinx, but I'd love to see you on the cover. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, I would actually, because we are a TV show, I would actually love to see more offshoots of TV shows. Like, what does Mario the Moth do when he has Sexy Star trapped downstairs? Um, or just a story about Aerostar doing some time travel. And you see, um, we could have some fun, like, kind of what the flash does and hey what does this person happen if you go back and kick this flower wrong what happens if aerosol does that and what does it change i could have some fun flash things i think there'd be fun stories out there especially with el ray we could have some fun original content with the john Gown just expanding the luchaverse mm-hmm. oh, that, that could be interesting the, the spinoff with the, the paradox caused by aerostar yeah he kicks the flower wrong all of a sudden mario the moth and Melissa santos are like the favorite couple of luchana ground so <laughs> So it's the first thing that you do when you play a wrestling video game is uh, create yourself so you can um, be in all the matches? <laughs> no, I usually play, if there's a story long mode, I usually play that. Um, okay. If there's some sort of download, which most of them have now, I just go, I'm t- when it was just a couple of buttons or a couple of options, I would love to go in there and create myself and stuff. But mm-hmm. now there's so many options that I just go see if anyone's created me and I almost say I downloaded somebody's, somebody's creation on 2K17. I'm playing with you now. Um, <laughs> I just download 
wanted it. And I won't lie, it feels super cool that someone actually took the time to even, I'm going to create this guy from Lucha Underground. Uh, that feels super cool. Definitely. That's a lot of work. Heck yeah, I'm way too lazy for that stuff. I'll just play it. <laughs> I think some of the creation modes has gotten way too complicated. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, I downloaded it. So a lot of this stuff, is, this guy took some time on this. Like you had the Aztec Pride shirt. He had trunks that looked pretty good. The, the face looked pretty good. And then I went to work. My girlfriend sat on there and she's like, I don't like it. And then she's like, that's my boyfriend looks like this. Da, 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 and spent like <laughs> hours on it. And that's crazy that you could spend hours on how the nose works or it is too far pointed down. <laughs> um, video games are getting crazy. I, mean, I can't wait till the virtual reality actually gets to where it needs to be. Yeah, I'm a gaming nerd. So I want to ask, where did the idea for the lunchbox come from? <laughs> I really need to sell that lunchbox. Um, I, I really like the hat that you got selling too on your shop. Oh yeah, the, the, again, like I said, I I'm trying to get kill switch engaged at Lucha Underground as a house band. They actually designed that design Mario the Moss shirt on my shop and the. It's the same design I put on my hat. So thanks to Killswitch Engage and Mike D on that awesome man for designing that for me. Um, crap, I don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> the lunchbox. Lunchbox, yes. So again, um, I don't know if it was his brainchild or what, but he's one who came up and told me, hey, hey you're going to have to get a lunchbox. So I was like, all right, sure. He just gave me a lunchbox, and I, I guess... I don't know if that was his idea, but he's the one that always relays these lovely ideas to I'm not quite sure where it came from, um, but it seems to be quite effective in case I lose a match and I'm angry. And I made a cool, fun 4Q shirt out of it. So um, thank God for Chris Joseph's warped mind. <laughs> so, so you like playing the bad guy? Oh, my gosh. The good guy's so boring. Um, <laughs> no, he's not boring, but the bad guy's just so much more fun. Um, I have to be a good guy in real life. So uh, after 39 hours and 40 minutes of pretending to be a good guy, just let me be me in 20 minutes of a total jerk for, for once. So... Uh, I just love being able to do what I can't do in normal society. I like seeing what buttons I can push um, for the people as well as for the TV producers saying, hey, we can't show that on TV. You should probably stop doing that. Um, I love being able to push those buttons. And I, as a good guy, I can't really do that as much. Or it's just a different feeling than or different buttons I'd be pushing. But I love just seeing what I could do and how far I can push those buttons until somebody says, hey, hold up. So yeah, bad guy all the way. I prefer doing a, playing a bad guy all day. The rest of my career i'd be doing that i i, I think I, I would i think i said it even on twitter you're you're one of the top hills out there um if you say marty the moth and people are familiar with the show and all the other shows they're gonna go oh yeah what a creep <laughs> um there is a channel this is a family show but there is a chat it's uh creepy um and then i swear word and i won't lie i never thought i'd totally enjoy the time where I hear that many people chanting that I'm a creepy blah blah. Um, we can, we can say bastard. We'll, we'll say bastard. Okay, yeah, creepy bastard chant. That creepy bastard chant, I love that chant. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed when I'm, when I'm in the ring, but in the inside, I'm jumping up like, sweet, this is fun. Um, I love that chant, so thank you Lucha fans. I, I, I think it's best when you're behind Melissa really, uh, you know, making her feel so uncomfortable when the crowd's just going, creepy bastard. Almost before you, you yeah, and it, it almost feels like they want me to push the limits with her too. So, and I guess I push her too far today because I will be will be wrestling in the in the ring next week, and we'll see what Moses Santos has as far as in ring training. 
So what was uh what would you said you like to try to push the limits? What was your most disappointing thing that they wouldn't let you they wouldn't let you uh, push to? Well, they cut me off of TV. So am I sure you're cool? I'm cool to say it on this podcast. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go with the less censored version. In that weapons of mass destruction match, there was a grenade. There was a grenade in the side in the match. I think we kicked it out or something. Um, we're yeah, we're gonna do something more with the grenade inside the re- weapons of mass destruction match. Um, there was one part where I, I did something to to kill a shot in that match, and I took a missile. That was one of the props of the show. I put it in an inappropriate place and made some inappropriate gestures to someone's face. Um, <laughs> that did not make air, but for some reason they told me I can't do that. It can't. It didn't make air. It wouldn't make air. Um, but it showed up in the advertisement for Lucha Underground. If you go and uh, see the advertisement for Lucha Underground Weapons of Mass Destruction match, there's a picture of me with a missile on my crotch, pointing it to somebody, and I'm making a horrible gesture. Um, I'm not going to describe. I'm, te- I'm going to leave the description like that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> they use it for the pictures for the time so I didn't know what the rules are for pictures versus advertisements are shorted on TV. But we will, uh, we will just add the words "Google it." <laughs> Google it, yes, yeah. That's one thing that took off thing. And then uh, there's some stuff uh, when I'm doing vignettes. They give me a lot of freedom at Lucha Underground for vignettes when they say, "Hey, here's your lines." Um, and then they kind of let me. Okay, I feel like sitting. I feel like doing this. They're very open. Skip Tyson is. Um, so there's been some things I've done in vignettes and they said we can't do that on TV Um, some stuff with my sister stuff like that so uh, (laughs) that that relationship with you and Mariposa is, is quite intriguing as well it is, but the fun part is, is we just show that we're a, a family. Oh, you guys are putting all the disgusting terms to it. See, we're just—I put my head against hers. How many times do you put your head against your sister? Maybe it's not a little different way, but you guys are saying all sorts of weird stuff about that relationship. You guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the community go all sorts of. Hey, this isn't Game of Thrones on us. Well, I didn't say anything about Game of Thrones. That's all you guys saying it. <laughs> you can't do that. If not knowing if Marty the Moth is a geek, if he was on the show, what type of stuff would he want to talk to us about? Uh, pretty much anything. The, the things he pretty much has ADHD too, so he will go off on different tangents on subjects. Uh, right now, I have. My dogs are here. He has really cool fur. He's very loud tonight, and it's gonna—he's gonna be really warm. We love blanket tonight. It'll be fun. Um, he's—he he has no sort of empathy towards anything. So um, it's, you can take any subject because he can look around and change the subject that quick. Because hey, squirrel, um, there's his line of subject or his line of attention, um, and then he can just makes it dark and twisted because he's had a, he has a weird perceptive on perception of the world because of the way in my head that I had him grow up. Um, I, I pictured him as abused, so how would you picture someone abused their entire life looking at the world? That's why I did a lot of uh, research with the serial killers and stuff, so let's see, I'm trying to think of like a, one day I, I actually do an exercise on myself, is think of something uh, like a tree, and then think of something horrible uh, that Martin the Moth would do to the tree. Um, sometimes I get some good results out of that, or sometimes I get some weird, weird, weird stuff, but either way, it gives me some character ideas. <laughs> Hey, puppy. <laughs> hey, puppy. So what uh, got you into wrestling? 
Um, actually, the NWO. Uh, now that I more and more I think about it, um, I was at my grandpa's. I saw somebody beating uh, like a group of people beating up somebody. I don't remember who it was, but I'm like, hey, that's not right. And then it stuck with me. And then I just kept watching it. And then I saw a guy who was coming from a football background, Bill Goldberg. I was playing football at that time. Uh-huh. Hey, this cool. He's just running through people. Um, so then I that caught my attention. Then all of a sudden, I saw that it's in Salt Lake, and it's like, wait, these guys travel. Now I'm hooked. Um, and then my mom was actually a huge fan of Jay Leno. And then so I'm watching Bill Goldberg. All of a sudden, this guy named DDP pop up. And he's doing stuff with Jay Leno and Carl Malone, who plays on Utah Jazz. So now you've hooked me like in seven different ways. Um, and I pretty much, after during the night, Monday Night Wars, I was hooked. And I would not miss a single episode. I would not watch the WWE, but I would not miss a single episode of WCW. Nitro. I, I think I was the same way. I was watching Nitro live record Raw until Nitro would repeat almost immediately after after it ended. So then I started watching WWE and then watched the replay of, of Nitro. Monday See, nights were great. <laughs> Monday nights were awesome, right? I would. I remember running home and uh, like from practice or whatever sport I was doing, and just turning on the TV, seeing where am I at? Where am I at? I think I have an hour and a half left, and I think I didn't have an obsession since like that since I had like Power Rangers. So wrestling that grew me up. Um, so I think about my life, and I think this is crazy. I do this now. <laughs> so, um, like I said earlier in the show, you were on um, Tough Enough that was hosted by Steve Austin, and the trainers hey, were. Um, Trish Stratus, Bill DeMont, and Booker T. How did you go through the audition process and finally get cast for that season? Actually, I've seen when, uh, when they do the Tough Enough audition, they have like, you put up your video and certain people, people vote for it. Um, I thought that was all just a sham, so I just didn't do it. Um, but I've been finding myself out to a lot of WWE events whenever they come to Colorado or California or Utah or any Texas. Pretty much anywhere around here, I just find myself out to be an extra just to get in front of them. So I wasn't going to do that vote for me on my video kind of thing. And I just like, ah, whatever, it's a scam. And somebody actually hit me up on Facebook saying, hey, I'm from WWE Tough Enough. You're on their radar. You should put in something. They really want you to do something. Um, and it's Facebook. So how many people know at that time knew I was a wrestler um, and wanted could totally be messing with me. Uh, so I kind of just left that alone for a couple days and I said, screw it. Why not? Well, if it is somebody from WWE Tough Enough, that's a weird way to contact me via Facebook, but hey, whatever. Um, and it actually was. It was him from uh, the show. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Actually, I still have his phone number. Um, <laughs> so I put it in the tape there. I didn't have to do that whole vote for me thing at all. I just uh, put it in, uh, put it in my video. They watch it and they said, okay, uh, we're going to have you do, uh, I'm trying to think it was just one video. Yes, yeah, so it just one video. This is a long time ago, so I'm trying to remember. Um, then we actually went down and they flew us. You, Hey, you made it to the Final 14, we flew down to a uh, California hotel, and they wouldn't give us the hotel keys. We had to stay in the room. Um, I really pretty much couldn't do anything unless we were told to. We couldn't talk to any of the contestants. Uh, we couldn't do anything. So we kind of locked up in the hotel room for a week, and they figured out who the uh, the last contestant for the show was going to be on. So it was actually kind of lengthy, I mean, for a process that I didn't have to, uh, fortunately for me, do all the way through. 
Now, you lasted up through the seventh episode. Uh, I'm assuming each episode uh, encompassed a, a week time period. So you were there uh, seven weeks? Half, three days, kind of, actually. And they said it essentially it was going to be a week where they applied. It was really more like a three, two and a half, three day thing uh-huh. um, between episodes. Basically, a, a skill day, a or in-ring day, and then game day someone's going home. Uh, something okay. like that. So it was really only like three days uh, per week, but... Uh, Still, it was just a bunch of blow-up drills and a bunch of stuff to try and make you look like fools on TV. So uh, it was still grueling. <laughs> I want to say you're still the the only person who you were never voted off. You were never bottom three. It was a medical injury that caused you to have to leave the show. And I don't think that had happened on any other season. How hard was it to to know that they're telling you you can't be a part of the, part of the program anymore? And, uh, and did the WWE ever follow up with you after you were healed up? Um, actually, I, it was hard. Obviously, like touching what you worked for for so long, and then having to let it go and literally hang it up yourself. Um, especially if I, I always wonder if it would make it easier if I was doing something like stupid, like hey Trish Stratus, watch this and break my leg, but. No, it was me walking out of the ring from a pin drill. So that's the part that I didn't get is why did I randomly get an injury of this magnitude? Why I break my ankle and have to get metal in me from walking? That was the thing that pissed me off even more. Is it just I, there wasn't something cool that I was trying to do? Um, so I was mostly just angry there during that whole time period. Um, I, like you said, I was never on the bottom three. I was doing pretty good. I was just angry. Um, so and uh, of course I was bummed when I was physically hanging out the belt. But I was just angry during that time. Um, but Steve Austin actually made it a lot better for me because um, after the cameras all shut off he said hey here's my information um, keep in touch I want to uh, kind of follow you and see what's going on so I felt like that was very big and a huge thing for me oh that's cool hey, have you heard from him since you've been on Lucha Underground oh yeah I was on the phone with him three weeks ago two three weeks ago uh, he uh, he actually called me after the first season of Lucha Underground uh, proactively I guess he did keep up with it a little bit more during that time um, and just congratulated me for being on uh, for the for the product and congratulating me for being on the uh, on the show, and I thought that was huge because who am I for Stone Cold Steve Austin to come give a call to proactively saying, "Hey, good job on the stuff is for the season, kid." Um, I won't lie, I marked out, saved that message, and tried not to lose that with all my being right now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it just shows that the impression that you left on him and the other trainers during that season that we actually see is legit, and that you know they they had you know, a high high hopes for you before the injury. It's true, and I never say never. Um, doors are always open, um, especially now they got kind of the over with the big man phase. Um, and I'm I'm a big man, but I'm not a Ezekiel Jackson big or a great Kali big. Um, so we'll see what happens in the future. But it was a definitely a fun experience. Like how many times can people say I hung out in a mansion with Stone Cold Steve Austin, had beers with John Cena, um, got sat on by Trish Stratus, um, and that was my regular Tuesday. So... <laughs> Has, has Stone Cold invited you over to the Stone Cold podcast yet? Uh, I've been on, I believe, twice already. Um, I missed those uh, episodes. <laughs> yeah, there was a Tough Enough reunion or something like that. There was one like straight out of Tough Enough, like, hey, uh, what have you been up to? I think then there was another um, Tough Enough reunion. Or I've been on there once or twice. I can't remember. But he did ask me to be on a second time. So hopefully when we start shooting season four, um, he wanted me to go down to the studio down there in California and be on again. Uh, so that's why another reason we need to get this season four started. Yeah, uh, it, I, I can't deal with a, another long gap like between mid season 
finale and mid-season premiere. That was That's too long. That's the pros and cons of being a TV show. That's the hard part. It I know. That was big gap shows like Arrow and Gotham, and I hate them over here. Um, my girlfriend's making me watch Game of Thrones. Um, and then when they go on season break, you you're just you're empty. Yeah. <laughs> now you you have just recently gotten more involved with Lucha AAA as well. Is is this something that, is, is this something that is a a um, a partnership with Lucha Underground where you, you go down there as well to do shows or is it just because uh, of Lucha Underground it's opened up that door? Well, Lucha Triple uh, A in Mexico um, actually owns a piece of Lucha Underground, um, so definitely a collaboration with Lucha Underground wouldn't be possible well, or, or a lot harder to be possible if it wasn't for Lucha Underground. Um, they knew me from the show and they have their big show called Triple Mania every year um, and last year I was able to be a part of that um, and they've kind of just kept me on ever since and it's actually been pretty awesome some of the experience I've had in Mexico are crazy it's a completely different experience when you're in the temple and it's a 500 people very intimate feeling versus 22,000 people um, at the Mexico arena it just sounds different the crowd's different it's just totally different experiences yeah I just watched uh, the match with uh, the clowns that you ran in at the end and Aerostar did that massive drop off the off the truss which yeah. I thought he was nuts for that um, so did he <laughs> um, will we potentially see the clown makeup show up in Lucha Underground because that was that was a nice little twist there as well giving you that Joker-esque look see and I, I knew I would be uh, I thought of it in the same light as the Joker the second I put on the clown makeup especially with the character that I have that's already so close to the Joker so I'm trying to make it less and less Jokerish, but uh, I kind of hope that we'll see. Depending on what kind of uh, storylines move in from AAA to here, it's definitely some fun things that I could get to play with uh, while I'm there in Mexico. So maybe you'll see some face paint in season four. Um, it's definitely giving me something more to play with. Maybe I won't be just a clown. Maybe it'll be something different. Or maybe we'll just stick with the clown. I don't know. It's fun. Butterfly. Butterfly. My girlfriend says a butterfly. I don't think that's as intimidating. Yeah, neither a moth. <laughs> <laughs> we made a tribe out of it. <laughs> Who knew there was a moth tribe? Right? And they said, hey, you're kind of crazy. You're not all there, and you're part of the moth tribe. I'm like, all right, and go. Make it care. <laughs> it's been a ride. Now, w- w- with Lucha Underground, we've we've got the the the, the main championship. We, we've got the Gift of the Gods championship in the in the tr- in the trios. That's right. Um, when you guys were told, "Hey, we're going to do this Gift of the Gods Championship," and here's the belt, what was the the reaction like? Because it's, it's something that's like unheard of. <laughs> um, it is. Um, but since it was a lot of the things that Lucha Underground does, we had a five please five zero match uh, the other day. We had a Weapons of Mass Destruction match. We had uh, Aztec Warfare. Um, there's so many interesting match types. Quato thinks up in his little discombobulated. Um, horrified brain of his uh, that is actually Chris Joseph and the other writers uh, that a crazy match like that is all kind of like a Lucha Underground staple to have something crazy um, I think that's uh, something fun you see out of Lucha you don't see anywhere else it's just crazy storylines or crazy matches that actually are fun I know some some people have tried matches that I think didn't work 
Um, I'm trying to think. There was a cage on top of a cage match I've seen before. That didn't quite work. Yeah, I don't know where it was from. I, WCW. I, I, told, I was a WCW. Yeah. And they, they didn't have to be about it, too. Yeah, right? with uh, David, uh, David, Arquette. David Arquette, yeah. Yes, and Goldberg was huge in that uh, in that movie. Yes, there's a and, cage on a cage. And then they actually did it for a pay-per-view, <laughs> which did not go so well. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like, like it would. Yeah, but hey, we, it was tried. I think Lucha Underground is kind of a, you had some fun staples and some fun matches that actually um, a lot of them have worked rather than not. So with with Tough Enough, what was some of the biggest things that, that you took from it that you, you think really helped you further your career to, to where you're at now? Honestly, Tough Enough was uh, mostly about uh, doing a lot of drills uh, to make you hate your life and your world at that current point in time. And uh, there wasn't a lot of learning particularly um, going on except for like things like little things like uh, the, the little things people don't notice putting your hands in certain positions that if you're a real fighter you notice these things but the common fans really don't notice but they make such a huge difference um, stuff on backdrops but really the biggest thing was that I learned from the whole experience was after Tough Enough uh, when Steve talked to me and said uh, you didn't see Stone Cold Steve Austin doing a million flips like a Ray Mysterio or um, these amazing movies so I'm give some fingers uh, pour some beer on, all down himself and then hit a stunner um, but he said people re- related to his character so much that they didn't care what Stone Cold Steve Austin did or how many flips he did. They just wanted to see him drink beer and do a stunner. That is the only moves they wanted him to see. And uh, so I've kind of taken that and put that in Marty the Moth because what are the top 10 moves in Marty the Moth? I don't know either because I don't hit 10 moves in matches. I hit like my five my five moves. I have some couple spots here and there but most of my stuff is the trying to get the character over the relations. The dragging people by their mouths across the ring like they're dead bodies or laughing when I'm on the ground selling because that's how Marty the Moth deals with pain. Um, just fun character stuff that I try to have people relate to rather than by wrestling. Uh, that That's one big thing I learned from Tough Enough is try and get the character over not the cool fun moves and flips you have to do. Okay. <laughs> now, a lot of people a lot of people don't realize that your your real job or your other real job I'll, I'll say is your stockbroker. That's right. <laughs> I help people with I care. How did how did that come about? <laughs> um, actually, my friend, I worked in the banking industry. My friend sat down and said, "Hey, I tried out. Er, I'm applying for this brokerage firm. You should come be a stockbroker with me." I said, uh, "Sure, whatever." And she sat physically sat me down and made me fill it out. And in order to do that, you have to get some serious series licenses, uh, license uh, series seven and sixty three licenses, which are very very hard tests to take. And uh, she ended up not passing them, and I did. So I stayed on to the job that she got me onto and she left. Uh, so and then I just kind of stayed there and moved up in the rank. It kind of worked out. That just shows what kind of uh, acting goes into wrestling because I know uh, my cousins actually in Michigan, they actually had George the Animal Steel as a teacher. Oh, Back wow. in the day. <laughs> yeah, the diversity, the, the stuff you, you don't see. Um, yeah, the, the, I think, and I believe, uh, what was it? Uh, Vader was a real estate agent. Um, Godfather, yeah. Godfather really does all trip clubs. That, yeah. <laughs> he lives the gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, you started acting with a show called Everwood. Is is that the show that um, got you interested in the acting side of things and to help develop your characters a little bit more? 
Absolutely. That's what kind of, that was my first experience was Everwood. It was kind of like when I was right out of high school. Um, it, they had me on stage just to be a wrestler and it wasn't like this style was kind of how you did folk style in high school. And so they just needed a guy to do that. But then I had to put the choreograph together uh, and I had to kind of, uh, then I had to act out the parts and the stuff before. So that was kind of fun. And that was just my first experience. And But it was still in a wrestling environment so I still felt comfortable. So it was really great for me. Um, and that was just kind of something that now that it was in me, I still haven't been able to get it out of me to not want to keep doing something in front of the camera, like acting, uh, making a butt out of myself in some form of a... <laughs> that was actually a really good show. Yeah. I remember watching it. You know, I literally have never even seen a single episode. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it led me to having the crazy taste of wanting to be in the entertainment industry. Um, and I was just in uh, Adam Sandler's most recent film, uh, Sandy Wexler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see that on Netflix too, but I got to work with a guy named Terry Crews. I love Terry Crews from like uh, the White Girls show. Uh, I haven't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I heard he's doing crazy fun stuff with that. That, because of everyone and me catching that bug, I wouldn't have been able to have fun with Terry or to talk smack to Adam Sandler. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone. <laughs> now, am I right? Did I see you briefly on Barter Kings? You sure did. I sold my, I got a boat, I believe, out of that total ordeal. I can't even remember what the storyline was. <laughs> what was it like to go to be told, "Hey, we we see you got something. Would you possibly be interested in trading?" And oh, by the way, we want you to do it on TV. Oh, um, it's fun because it's uh, it's reality TV. So everything in reality is totally, totally one hundred percent true. Right. Right. <laughs> so are we saying Barter Kings is scripted? <laughs> I am seeing that there are shows in the world that I've been part of um, that aren't totally the same. I never owned a boat. I did ever. I, I don't have a boat. I don't even know how to swim. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so I have no reason river raft that I think I, I got. I think I gave up a trailer or something for it. That's what it was. A trailer for a raft. I don't, I don't know how to swim. What the heck do I need a raft? I don't. <laughs> Leave everything in reality TV. It's just like the internet. It's all true. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was actually fun um, because where Lou Trotograd, we have the scripted lines. Uh, with Barter King, uh, they just kind of, they wouldn't let me meet the guys before. They just kind of said, you're, be a jerk. You're a wrestler. So it's all ad lib. Go out there, be a jerk. And... <laughs> which you can see what happens and so that's kind of what came out of it so i couldn't go full marty the moth or my moth wasn't created yet so at that time so couldn't go full moth on them during that time yet but it was it was fun it was ad-libbing it was completely different it's always it's always fun doing entertainment stuff like that i've done a lot of star, stunt work as well it's, it's just because of everwood <laughs> and i caught the bug i just love being part of some sort of production so hopefully you see uh, a lucha underground movie coming out or just marty the moth in something fun oh uh, lucha underground movie would be pretty pretty incredible so do the uh i could see something like that go ahead brett sorry oh so do the producers get upset at you for ad-libbing or they let you guys have some freedom to go Uh, script they uh, they pretty much have you stick to the script as far as the words but they give me a lot of creative freedom um of my blocking and what i do with my physical actions like the script said the mar the moth walks in and says hello to dario cueto well i thought well mar the moth is freaking weird normal person would knock on the door and then walk 
walk in. My moth's going to walk in the door, smile at him, then knock on the door. So <laughs> <laughs> I just think, like, give me freedom to do that. And he's like, I like that. The anti-Sheldon. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what type of things outside of, of wrestling and, and stocks uh, do you geek out about? I, I know we talked briefly video games. Um, anything else? I love video games. I opened up a supplement company as well. Um, there's, I like helping people. I have Lyme disease, <laughs> so I had to do a lot of natural stuff to take care of my body. So I opened up a supplement company, so I do that a lot if I have any free time. Um, if I actually don't have to do anything with my supplement company, acting or wrestling, really I just kind of like to sit back and play video games or watch movies. And I'm a dork. I like superhero. I'm gonna. I'm. I really want to. I love cosplay as well. So I kind of want to dress up for the Justice League show. That's a movie that's coming out and, and be there like the night of. But however, the night of on movies there's now like eight o'clock on the night before Four. when it's supposed to come out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it just doesn't have the same appeal to it anymore. Um, but I super wanted to. I have. I spent so much money on the Superman costume over here. Uh, like I'm over six hundred, seven hundred dollars for it. Wow. <laughs> Is um, Superman your favorite then? You know what? Superman was my favorite. <sighs> then that dang bat came around. And like, <laughs> I, I thought he was cool. I thought he was the coolest number too. But the more and more I've seen of him, he might be taking that top spot. And I, I feel like a whole bandwagoner by saying so. See, <laughs> nothing wrong I, with that. I would think Marty the Moth would cosplay as Killer Moth from the Batman Rogues. <laughs> <laughs> I actually cosplayed as the Joker uh, for one of the Comic Cons and that was a fun one because um, actually he was like hmm I wonder if I could do this to this random stranger if this would be something I can use for Mario the Moth so you actually saw like a Joker going around like trying this stupid stuff on random people so I could maybe <laughs> get some ideas to what, what are your top say top three favorite video games to play ah oh, man uh, usually I don't get too many chances to play I love the Batman Arkham games oh, yeah. um, the, the thing about them is I don't have a, sh- a bunch of time to, uh, sit or, uh, to sit around and play them. What I do, it's like I want to play Arkham Asylum and then I beat it for like, I just work on it for like two days straight and then I beat it and then I like will play it like one other time ever. Um, <laughs> or if it's something like Injustice, I love the Injustice video games. Yes. Because like I have that hero mm-hmm. where they fight each other. I love that game. Um, I think that one has actually got to be my favorite. Um, and I never really got into the Call of Duty Modern Warfare things, but I'm going to go, I think I'm going to buy this uh, new one coming out of this World War II. That one looks fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Injustice, do you prefer Injustice or Injustice 2? Ooh. I... <laughs> I, I, I have them both in just two. Okay. Yeah, I have them both for, for my iPhone, and I think I still find myself split between the two, because I'm still trying to get oh, all the, the all the challenge characters from one. Oh, on the phone, on the phone, they're the same. Yeah, they're, I, was, I was trying to get... I spent so much time on that thing. Like, flying, my trips were so quick when I would fly with that thing, so I would beat everything that I could. Um, I spent way too much time. I even wanted to save time one time and bought some actual used money on it. That's when I was like, how shameful it was for me to like, <laughs> I'm tricky to do this. Or it's like imaginary freaking coins and play a Superman from the movie. Like, <laughs> I get stupid with video games. But I do love, I actually, I was playing, um, I have my, uh, sorry, I'm going off on tangents now, but I have my Nintendo 64 still here. Um, so nice. sometimes I say No Mercy, GoldenEye, and Mario Kart. So those are some fun ones that we play too. Okay. Yeah, those are classics. Yeah, but yeah, I like I like games. Where I get to play with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Injustice. Uh, what was it? Good? I was just playing uh, the WWE 2K17. I haven't played that wrestling games probably since No Mercy. Uh, but anything I can play with is more than one person. Uh, it's Super Smash Brothers Brawl or something like that. Oh, what's it called? Super Smash Brothers? Super Smash Brothers. Duh, that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got your top video games. What are your uh, top three? Who are your top three wrestlers? Ooh. See, the, the, the thing is, I like the stories that they're a part of. Um, right off the bat, my first top uh, wrestler is uh, Shawn Michaels. He, mm. That is the guy, again, I said I started wrestling or watching wrestling. I was really into Goldberg and DDP. Well, then I, I began watching the WWE or WWF at that time. And Shawn Michaels all the way, all day. Yeah. Heartbreak. Just has too much fun pretty much doing anything. Um, so that's my, my top one. Um, there's so many good wrestlers out there for so many different reasons. <laughs> but Shawn Michaels is definitely one um, that sticks out to me, which I really wish he could come back, but I know he's not going to. <laughs> Just give me one more, then I'll ask for another one, and then I'll ask for another one, and then I'll ask for another one, because we're wrestling fans. Yeah. Just don't leave Shawn. <laughs> Growing up, who were your top three to follow outside of, or top two outside of Shawn Michaels? Uh, let's see... I really loved Goldberg when he was there. Uh, one guy, the Rock. How can you not get stuck with the Rock? Just just watch him talk for two seconds, and you're oh, you're yeah. in love with the Rock. Now, I really hope he runs for president and fixes <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing because I think if anyone in this planet could actually do that, the Rock can. If he says he wants to be president, he'd be president tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I think the Rock has, and with his work ethic and his craziness, I think he could actually get some stuff done. Yeah, um, that would be interesting. That would be quite interesting. Right? From Donald Trump to The Rock as president, so that'd be. He'd be calling all his opponents jabronis and. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then Fourth uh, of July is just fireworks of The Rock, or they'll shove him to come out with that. Have you guys ever seen the Baywatch beginning where like stuff's exploding behind him? He's pulling somebody out of the water, all, all rock like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 can see, I can see him now. Uh, some country wants to threaten us. He goes, You know what we're going to do? It doesn't matter <laughs> and just cut a promo on on whoever cut a promo on korea the memes would be amazing <laughs> yeah um you, you said superman you said batman who who would be the third superhero of any you know, dc marvel wh- whoever um who would make up that third superhero that that you would consider <sighs> I I love movies. I'm going to spend a lot of time sitting down and reading, so I kind of have to go off of the movies and the TV show. I like The Flash, what they do with The Flash. And I just like how he's quick and witted. Arrow used to be like that, but then it's gotten more and more dark and brooding like the, the movies. But The Flash, <laughs> I like some of the, the characters. I, I Maybe I have to go with The Flash uh, as far as watching it. As far as character itself, The Green Arrow is the man. Yeah, I, nice. The Green Arrow is the man. I would, I would love to say the Flash, but I think as a character, you know, it's way cool in the Flash. <laughs> well, but the Flash, I think, is a better show right now. Mm-hmm. Well, let, Tell me you guys are watching it, right? Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, Gotham, Gotham's finally getting into some pretty awesome stuff right now. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I disagree. Bruce Wayne is like Gotham. twelve years old and kicking the crap out of tired gangsters. <laughs> Should be an interesting season this year. I'm stoked. Um, but that's one thing that me and my girlfriend uh, on Mondays we'll make sure uh, as soon as I get home we can turn on Gotham. Uh, that or the next day uh, via some means yeah so I don't have TV I gotta ask are you watching Legion over on FX 
I have not. I have not even seen much about that. I don't get to watch much. I just like pick two shows and watch them com- uh, completely. In fact, I was so far behind in Game of Thrones. I think it was season three. I go for maybe watch it this entire week. So I'm now finally on season seven, the newest season. Um, so I've been <laughs> like four. That's days. a serious binging. There's like yes, yeah, there's. So I watched like six seasons of Game of Thrones, which are hour long shows, and there's ten episodes per season. Um, so I've been doing nothing for watching Game of Thrones for the past like week. <laughs> so Game of Thrones has to be a fun one too to watch. Definitely uh, worse shows that she can be uh, making you watch. So definitely worth watching. Yes. And um, hey, you never know. I'm actually trying really hard um, with acting. I know Carly Katrina is uh, doing a lot with acting as well. Um, I'll bet then you saw a bunch of people in Glow with Marty Elias and Johnny Mundo being in there as well. Yeah. You never see, and you saw yeah. John, uh, Joey Ryan. So the more and more wrestling becomes in the mainstream, the more and more easy it is for us to go into the mainstream with it. And so I'm hoping to be on a lot more. I would love to be on some sort of superhero movie. I don't care what it is. Um, I, I, would I was just some stunt man for a movie and I was geeking out because I'm like, hey, he's Aquaman. I'm in the same pants. They didn't fit, but. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that you, you're into superhero stuff, I wouldn't mind seeing you over on uh, either Flash or Arrow as a as an extra or even a, a guest, guest villain for the week. Oh, yeah. Let me be a guest villain for the week. That would be super fun. Because um, I feel like if the fans like you enough, you could be in more CW shows. Because pretty much if you're on one CW show, CW show, you're on all the rest of the CW shows. Mm-hmm. You see Ramel showing up in Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, and you're on the entire network. So that, I would definitely want to be part of any sort of superhero show. Um, my friend uh, Spider actually is the stunt double for, Bat- for Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. He literally can go and say his job description is being Batman and Superman. Superman. And wow. so um, please help me just get like, let me be fiend number two who dies when Superman loses his mind and punches him in the face. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully I'll be a kid and something like that. That'd be fun. Who, as we start to, to wrap things up, who's been one of your favorite wrestlers you've been in the ring with? Um... I we've talked about it a few times tonight, uh, but Ricochet. The, when I got in the ring with him, it was very very smooth, and you could tell just how good he was. Um, and Phoenix was just something uh, that I, they just have so much to offer. They're just so good in the ring that how could you have a bad bad match with those guys? So I have to go with Phoenix to kill a shot right now and just have to be. I'm in a storyline with Phoenix, yay! Um, but I think <laughs> it, I, he was just so good. The guys in that entire locker room of Lucha, they're just so fun. Um, and they're all, with the characters. We could put more emphasis on the characters with like Paul London being so crazy. I could have a different match with him there working on characters than I would if I was on an indie show with him. Um, so that's just so many characters that I could uh, wrestle Ricochet. It's a different match than I'm going to wrestle Prince Puma. Um, I'd have to go with those two though. Phoenix and Prince Puma. That's going to be my my answers. Bam. Awesome. Where, where can people find you on the internet? Well, I actually give away a lot of free stuff on www.mark martincasaus.com that's M-A-R-T-I-N C-A-S-A-U-S um, I give away a lot of free stuff on there I have a supplement company that I have uh, on there as well help stuff that's helped me in my wrestling career um, so all the times you see me kick somebody in the face this stuff has helped me get there um, you can find me on Martin Casaus on Facebook Instagram and Twitter literally it's Martin Casaus that is the tag on all of them as well as my YouTube Martin Casaus official um, but write me messages I love to write back to people um, with 
without the wrestling fans, it's really just two guys rolling around in spandex in an empty room. So um, I like <laughs> the fans being interactive and it's fun. So uh, find me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Marcus House or MarcusHouse.com and maybe you can win some free stuff. And, and I, I will. The Mario Prospects come out. I, and I will attest with Martin and I have had some pretty good conversations between his Twitter and the Weeby Geeks Twitter, especially this weekend with the hurricane. So <laughs> it was Drew yeah, McIntyre. Oh, I, I, I knew it would happen. I was, I, I was glad to see someone like Drew bring it up and being, being dog owners myself is, makes me sick. It, it's one of those, I wish Rowdy Piper was still alive so he could go knock on doors <laughs> going, what the hell are you doing? Oh, uh, that would be, I watched that for hours. Just in the middle of a hurricane, just knocking on doors. What are you doing with your dog? That'd be awesome. Like, good, come on, bring back Ronnie. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me on, guys, and thank you for the time. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting my sign from my from my lady that I okay. have spent too much time. So thank you very much. Uh, oh no, you, you've been great. Um, Let's have a great night. Thank you guys. I'm going. Uh, thank you for coming on. And until next time, want to know more? <laughs> The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Uh.